Welcome to Night of the Living Geeks. If you geek out over it, we've got a podcast for it. Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on NOTLG.com. We're going to talk about All In. We're going to talk about maybe some stuff that happened on Raw. I didn't take any notes for SmackDown, so whatever. We're going to talk about 205 Live, NXT, and we are going to venture back in time to Starcade 1996 and talk about nine belt match match between Ultimo Dragon and Dean Malenko. And we got some questions. But before we do all that, my name is John, and joining me this week, as she does every week, is the Christian to my edge, Marianne. I feel like that makes the most sense. Have we I, done that one before? I'm sure we have. 176 episodes. We, If we have not... I don't I'd know why be, I feel like we haven't. I'd be very surprised. But I am definitely the Christian to your edge. Yes. How that are you? So completely and utterly accurate. What is going on in your life right now? Tell me. Um, Nothing really. I got my car back again. Oh. They had to refix the back of it because it had a chip missing from when they replaced the back. Oh, and then they told me today that there's um, some of the clear coat or the whatever it is on the hood. Yeah. It's coming off. And that wasn't because of the accident because it's on the front hood. Oh, geez. Yeah. And so we don't know what it's from, but they priced it at like $500 to fix. And it's only like the size of like my thumbnail. Oh, well, that'll probably spread is what they're saying. Yeah. And it's... and. They were like, I would take it to the dealership first because you've only had it since January. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I'm like, fuck no, I am not paying $500. No, it'll be under warranty. Yeah, it should be. It, no, if if you go to the dealership. It better be. It it should be. There's no way it won't be. You, it's not even a year old. Yeah, I'm I'm annoyed. But yeah, they were like, we tried to buff it out, but it just looks like it's just not. Yeah. So I have to take that back, and then I have to get oil in my car and stuff. Get ready, get ready for, for next weekend. Oh yeah, Bola, the Battle of Los, of Los Angeles. Angeles. <laughs> Very excited for that. Yes, despite the fact that we, for some reason, just can't even remember who's in Bola. Uh, well, we'll go over that next week. We'll talk. About, <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. We don't have to talk about that. Yeah, how how are you? You watched All In. I did watch All In. Did you uh, not get around to it? I, I thought about getting around to it, and then I sat down, and I pulled up the site, and I went, I don't want to pay $40 for this. Fair enough. So... Um, All In was fun. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I will try and go over it as quickly as possible. Uh, it was very cool. I watched it with um, with Lauren and two, three of my roommates, and I also watched it with um, Ray, Ray Ray. Ray Ray, friend of TJP. Yeah, he... Uh, you just made the list! Uh, <laughs> he came over. It was a lot of fun. It was actually the first time we had ever hung out in person, which was cool. Really? Oh, yeah. We ch- I think we maybe tried once before, but it didn't didn't work out. But he came over. He met all the roommates, and we we watched uh, All In. It was It was a pretty good show. You guys got to you did you did you watch Best Friends? No, we didn't watch the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have that channel. Um, but the show itself was 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 a lot of fun. It was very cool to watch with people of various wrestling Background. knowledge. Yeah. Um, everyone had a lot of fun. Uh, everybody really loved the women's match. It was very which is, good. 
which is so I'm so happy about. Yeah, it was a very good match. Uh, Stephen Amell did pretty well against Christopher Daniels. Uh, the Cody versus uh, Nick Aldis match was was also was was pretty good. Uh, we had a lot of a lot of people. Um, we were all losing our minds collectively at the Hangman Page Joey Janela uh, street fight, which ended with Page um, doing his finisher, which his the name of it escapes me right now. That is what is happening. Oh my goodness, Adam Page, I apologize. <laughs> Why can't I remember the name of his finish? It's killing me. This is killing me. And I'm is you know, it a pun? Uh, kind of, but um. The thing, the thing about it right now, I'm looking at uh, Wikipedia, and they don't list any of his moves on the. Uh, it's a rite of passage. That's what it's called. I believe that's what it's called. I'm sure that's what it's called. He did the rite of passage to Joey Janela um, off of a ladder through a table. It was pretty fucking brutal. Joey Janela just has gives no shits about his own well-being oh, no no he doesn't um the kenny omega uh pentagon match started out ray and i were like i don't know about this it doesn't really look like they're laying it in oh and they must have heard us all the way from california because they started beating the ever-living fuck out of each other and that match turned out to be a very good match it was a lot of fun uh, the Okada scroll match was fun too, and the main event could—I wish it was a little longer. Did, it, did the Okada scroll match go too long? It apparently, rumor has it, it went twelve minutes over. Okay, that's just douchey. Yeah, that's um, yeah. So that took away from the main event, but uh, I get to see Bandito. I believe he is going to be at Bola. I cannot. Yeah, he remember. should be. So I'm very excited to see him wrestle live because holy shit he was on another level but all in all pretty good show we'll talk about all in a little more later someone asked us a question about it so we'll get to that uh raw let's talk about some stuff that happened on raw yes uh ziggles and drew are the new tag team champions uh rightfully so i guess you know got to get a title on drew i don't understand them as a tag team i feel like that's such a thing is just like tag teams that don't make any sense and don't have tag names and still come out separately to different music yeah, that, uh, I mean, even, uh, Seamus and, uh, Cesaro did that for a little while. I miss them. I mean, they, they're, they're out and about now, so they're on, they're on the Smackdowns. I love Cesaro so much. But, uh, they're the new tag team champions. Apparently, uh, Drake Maverick, who we will talk about in about two to three minutes here, is the littlest SWAT team member. Um, he apparently is managing the authors of pain now because they're not interesting enough to stand by themselves. And I feel like I've said that a lot. Well, they should have just kept the manager they had with them before. And I don't know, I know. uh, Paul Ellering. I don't know why they got rid of him. It made no sense. And Was that it like health related issues. I hope not. I love Paul Ellering. He's great. He looks like Ben Kingsley. But still, um, yeah, it just goes to show you that it's like they have to stick somebody who's really good at talking with a pair of big, dumb, boring wrestlers. Yeah, very that true. have no appeal at all. They don't stand out, other than the fact that they look exactly the same and have to wear name tags because of that. Very true. Their gear is not even original. It's just I am not a fan of them at all, but we've known this. All right. And speaking of not being a fan of uh, The Undertaker decided to make an <laughs> appearance 
and he came out and talked to HBK, and I was watching uh, the Twitter machine, and everyone was shitting all over it, and it, my power grew that day. What do you mean? Oh, because everyone was like, this is fucking stupid. Why is this happening? This is so dumb. And I went, yes. Oh, so they're, they're finally realizing yes, how that, fucking the, dumb and lame The Undertaker is and how he, he yeah. needs to, like, legitimately retire. Oh, yeah. He's going to get exposed uh, come Australia again. Oh, again. Well, how many gold watches do we need to present to The Undertaker to get him to leave? I don't know. Maybe 40. I'm not sure. Yeah, like a billion. Maybe, like, a solid gold belt. And then, like, the heart of a child. Ugh. Or, I don't know. Just go away. Go away! And um, apparently everyone on the Raw roster hates the Shield as they were arrested. They were arrested, and then they came back, and then everyone beat the shit out of them. Yeah, like getting arrested ever stopped Dean from doing anything ever. Yeah, true. Very true. But uh, Roman Roman Reigns was the Dean died once, and that didn't even stop him. That's very true. Uh, I didn't have any notes. killed him. I didn't have any notes for SmackDown Live. Apparently, there was a really great uh, Daniel Bryan, Andreas, uh, Cien Almas match. Andrade, sorry. Uh, Maybe I'll get around to watching that. Who knows? But let's talk about 205 Live. And my first note is, where's my recap from Drake? I didn't see it. Did you see it? I was there. It was there. Maybe I just blacked out for the minute. Where where were you watching it? I was watching it on the uh, award-winning WWE Network. I was watching it on Hulu, and they had it on there. Huh. Weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there kind of was one. I was like, what the fuck were you watching? Well, hi. I was watching the award-winning WWE Network. Yeah, because you had warned me about the opening match, but then so did Drake. That's how I knew he did a recap, because he mentioned a recap plus warning us that the opening <laughs> He's match. He's like, warning, you will be seeing the most boring man ever in the opening <laughs> match. <laughs> uh, we had Grand Metalik versus, oh, good, I don't have to watch this. I don't want to watch Lucha House Party matches anymore either, to be honest. Uh, Dude, I am beyond hyped for next week we are going to get Grand Metalik Buddy Murphy. Can we just have... I would watch all of the Lucha House Party versus Buddy Murphy. Oh, yeah. Like I said said this before, they're just going to do that same matchup, but how many combinations they can get away with. Hey, I'm fine with it. They should just... As long as one of the combinations is Buddy Murphy. Yes. I am he's so fucking good. 100% behind that. But most of the part, like, I feel really bad, like, really terrible. The fact that, like, Lucha House Party, I'm just like, it's one of these mass dudes that I can't tell them apart. Oh, come on. <laughs> I literally can't That's... because I'm so infatuated with Buddy Murphy that I'm just like him versus one of the Lucha House Party. But I always forget which one it is because they're all wearing masks. And for some reason, I can't tell them apart. <laughs> My God. Two of I them don't, have I don't... two of them have mouth holes and the other one is Grand Metalik. <laughs> Just start start from there. <laughs> and then one of them has fur on his mask. And that's Lindsay Dorado. Yeah, you know Lindsay Dorado. How dare you disrespect <laughs> one of the members of BDK. I feel like Lindsay Dorado would be the only one that would be able to know the difference. <laughs> yeah. Man, Lindsay's been around forever. Uh, anyway, uh, what do we got? Drake Maverick and a referee. That was that match. So that opening match was way too long. Oh, you like, watched it? Fast, no, you just I didn't. Forwarded? I had to fast forward really far. Yeah, I had to fast forward a couple of times. It was very long. Yeah, I was like, this is way longer than it should be. I'm almost at like the halfway mark, and this match isn't even fucking over yet. What is going on? Yeah, uh, we had Drake Maverick and a referee, and then we had um, Hot Cop Mustafa Ali. 
You just made the list. Uh, he's sad that Drake isn't wearing his AOP gear anymore, and I lost my fucking mind. That was great. And he was like, "You don't, you don't get to know what I do on Mondays." Yes. Um, there was no way, though. That it, basically, Mustafa Ali comes in and is like, "I'm not going to stand here while like some good local jobbers get murdered." I didn't take a pledge to do that. I'm a one man shield. <laughs> like he's just he, he's, cops don't stand by. True. Mustafa Ali cops don't stand by while while innocent local jobbers get murdered. No, they do not. That's not what he does. But, but he gets put on probation. He does. Oh my goodness! Put on probation. It's so bad. I'm so excited for some vigilante justice, oh Mustafa Ali. Though I hope he talks in a deeper voice. <laughs> He's masked. I hope he does. That would be so amazing. <laughs> He's got like a Batman voice. Yeah, that would be amazing. Uh, uh, we then had uh, Noam Dar. You just made the list! Uh, taking on a local talent. Did you delete my, the way I wrote it? Yeah, I did. In every I single fucking you. thing. Come on. What are you doing? Stop put. So this is what happens. We share a, a, a Google document so I can see everything that Marianne does on my Google document. Uh, and she replaced the O's and Noam with a fucking heart. Everywhere it was written. And I put little squigglies next to his name to remind Sean about how much I love Noam Dar. And then he deleted them because he's grumpy. Yes. So, so Noam Dar versus a local talent. And then we had the man of the fucking hour coming on out. And I just realized we're going to get Noam Dar versus Leo Rush. And I am very excited for that. Um, who I see every time I see Leo Rush and every time he like the more he talks, and the more I see him, the more he reminds me of a tiny bratty dream. Love it. Which I found out later that day that they actually were tag champs together in Maryland on the indie scene. Yes, I do remember that they were they were a tag team at one point. He's like a baby Velveteen Ricochet, and I'm super grossed out oh now. Oh my god. Rick a dream? <laughs> oh my goodness. Um so uh, Lauren was watching over my shoulder as I was watching this and she said she said of one Leo Rush, I think he has too many abs. Has she met Ricochet? Uh, I don't think so, no. She's seen him in person. Yes, she has. What? You I didn't don't get know. that sound bite, though, because you said, no, I'm Darvish's Leo Rush, let's fucking do it, and I'm waiting for a, let's go! I didn't get it yet, no. I haven't found a clean version yet. I'll find one. I was going to say, like, who is she referring to? Because Noam is perfection. Back the fuck up. I couldn't tell who she like was talking about. No, she was talking about <laughs> Leo Rush. Uh... uh this match is fine. I mean, Noam Dar, you know, just beating up some dude. Just beating up some people doing some great European uppercuts. Uh, fucking penalty kicking the shit out of out of this guy. Yeah, it was good and stuff. And just looking overall just tan and beautiful. Uh, <laughs> we had a Cedric thing with, uh, with our GM, Drake Maverick. Who is dressed in the exact same color that the belt is, so I think he's just dressing for the job he wants, which is literally to be the belt. Oh wow, that's interesting. Could you imagine a belt where like just like the the plate is just Drake Maverick's tan ass face? <laughs> and it's just him giving recaps of what's happening. <laughs> it's like some kind of like talking furniture in Pee Wee Herman's playhouse. It's like uh at the beginning <laughs> of Looney Tune cartoons. <laughs> or the end of Looney Tune cartoons. Either way. In the middle. All of them. 
Uh, so we already talked about Grand Malik and Buddy Murphy next week. That's going to be great. Um, Cedric Alexander is here, and he calls out Drew Gulak. But here comes one TJP. You just made the list. And his awesomely rad new music. Please it's so back. It's, it's terrible. Good. His music is terrible. No, it's amazing. No, I got so excited, though. Like, when TJP came out, I was like, yeah, at my desk, like... I was like, man, I love Drew Gulak, but when somebody, when I, when a collective sigh of disappointment in the whole auditorium goes off when it's TJP and not Gulak, and I'm the only person that's happy, you know, yeah, that's just kind of music to my ears. Except his music is awful. Um, Lauren did ask, why is his hair like that? And yes, she was indeed referring to one TJ Perkins. What about his hair? His hair always looks like that. It doesn't look any... What are you talking about? I don't know. I need clarification. I don't know. She's downstairs, so I will not He is physically flawless. I'm just defensive of my boys. I'm sorry. But what is... His hair always looks like that. Uh, well, she doesn't really watch him that much, so I don't but, know. Uh, TJ... Anyway, we... Please, we need to talk about TJP getting into the ring and just fucking it up on 17 different levels. He, um, he what, they got, cut it out of Hulu. Oh, well, they didn't cut it out of the award-winning WWE Network, and I laughed my ass off. I am I want to go watch it now and then videotape it and then just... Oh, It was baby. very funny. He is just... just and you could see ex- Cedric be like, you can't talk shit to me right now because you just fucked that up. So and he, also, your Instagram post from like the day before was literally fifty posts of you wearing the same outfit as your bitmojis. Oh wow, good. Which is literally a post, and I looked at it and I went, "Why do I want to bang this man? <laughs> like, why? Like, it's, it was literally fifty posts on his story of just him wearing the same exact outfit. He's matching with his bitmojis. I couldn't believe wow. it. Amazing." I was like, the amount of effort to go into this, I don't even like shopping and trying on clothes, and the amount of effort you're putting into this, plus having to have somebody take a picture of you and then placing it next to you and your bitmoji that's dressed in the same outfit. Like, the levels of what the fuckness are, like, off the charts. But that being said, he's nice to look at. Um, Drake Dadbrick is here. And, since uh, when did they have to? Since when did he need music to impose his will upon us? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, but it's going to be really great when Drake just gets fed up with all the goings on, and he just has the authors of pain beat the shit out of everyone. See, this is what happens when they finally let older cousin Drake sit at the grown ups table at Thanksgiving. Yes, he brings when, his when they friends. yeah when they give him they give him beer. He gets to try beer. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, so Shit happens. our main event of the evening was TJP taking on Cedric Alexander. And I just want to say off the top right here, Cedric Alexander is a very talented wrestler, but I believe it is time for him to step aside. Even if it's just for a month, let's change it up here. But we have to also remember that the WWE is a bitter, bitter company and they probably want Neville's streak broken, broken, broken. Um, dude, he did that suicide dive and he clipped those ropes real bad. Yeah. Homie, you're not, you're, you're not even a long boy. Do better. Goodness gracious. You're only like 5'10". Uh, TJP did the, um, penta breaking of arms move. And hearts. And hearts, Uh, sure. (laughs) Okay, so 
I am so okay with him taking Penta's moves. Not because I, like, actively hate on Penta, but it just looks so much cooler when you don't milk the shit out of it like Penta does. Oh, when you just you just do it. Yeah, when you just, like, do it a little bit and then just friggin' do it instead of, like, milking it. Because then it gets old if you, if you milk it every time you go to do it. Yeah. It gets old and then I'm no longer impressed. I think... Also, I just like watching TJ hurt people. I think for me, I would much rather see TJP do that move... But with a leg, it might be a little more tricky. And if you want to just, uh, you know, pass that along to him. Um, I think I'd like <laughs> to see him do that with the with a leg instead, because, I mean, that's his Can finish. Can you even? He could figure it out. He's a smart lad. Well, I talk about him later being so incredibly well-rounded. Like, you, you, you would be, you're lying to yourself if you won't admit that he is a technical mastermind. Oh, no, he should be. Um, I mean, he kind of is the shitty Zack Sabres Jr. heel of 205 Live, which is what he, he is should be. He's so well-rounded. Yeah, no, he's great. Um, he's fucking fantastic, and people just are just so irked by, I don't know, his hair or something about him that they're just like, TJ, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, well, he's doing his job as a character of you making him very, very unlikable. But he's fucking fantastic. Like, he can hold his own, and pretty much you can put him against somebody who specializes in, like, in, in different things, and he's good enough at all of them to where he can hold his own in all of those types of matches. Agreed. But pass that yeah. along to him. He should do the Penta arm-breaking move, but with a leg. It makes okay. more, se- it I, makes I more sense that. because of his uh, submission finish. I mean, I can. I'm just I will, saying. I, I missed his birthday, so I owe him something anyway. So. There you go. I'll give him a new move. <laughs> I told him to axe kick somebody for me because it's my favorite thing. Oh, man. That'd be cool, he too. He was like, but why? And I'm like, because I'm asking you to. <laughs> Let's also uh, talk about uh, this insane fucking lumbar check that TJP took. Jesus fucking Christ. My Pinoy baby. He is he is now dead. He is now pinned. And here comes uh, Drew Gulak is here now. And In then, some patriotic motherfucking trunks. Yeah, he is ready to go, but of course... He is legal eagle all up in this bitch. But of course, once again, Jack Gallagher from behind... Uh, Drake comes out and is like, we can't have nice things. And then that's pretty much the end of 205 Live. Well, I mean, he's not wrong. No, he's not wrong at all. I feel like Drew, like, if Cedric were to lose the belt, like, Cedric is not, like, well-liked enough for people to care if he did. Yeah. I think people like Drew more than they like Cedric. I, I I think that's fair. I think that's a fair statement. You do? Okay, because I, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of other people that people would like more as the champion and i feel like it's it's not like it's not a, a hack at like cedric's wrestling ability because he's very talented it's yeah. his presence doesn't his presence isn't as um it doesn't stick as well as other people's it's like you only remember he's there when he's actually physically there yeah but if you were like to list off people you would list off everybody that has more outstanding personalities first fair i don't know all right. NXT- but also, Hot Cop is at the top of the list of everything. Hot Cop. You just made the list! <laughs> All right. So, uh, NXT, we opened the show with uh, Cassius Ono taking on Kona Reeves. This match ended very quickly. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, he uh, he put him down real quick. and then oh, Nobody no. wanted to watch it. <laughs> oh, no. Ono put a, cut a promo and basically said he was going to punch new people or something. I don't know. He's he's just you just want him to be like happy. I just want I just want Cassius Ono to be happy. Yeah. 
And if he just keeps punching, like, Kona Reeves in the face, why would you name yourself Kona Reeves? It's way too close to Keanu. Mm, I think he, think he knew what he was doing. Clearly he didn't, because he got punched really fucking good. He did. He got punched real good in the faces. Uh, let's see here. Oh, boy. I am... Uh, we had two very good matches on NXT this week. Yes. And one of them is uh, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, the Forgotten Sons, taking on the Street Profits. The Forgotten Sons. Their name actually makes more sense than any other tag team I can think of at the moment because I had forgotten that all of them existed. Which is exactly the, the point. point. Also, oh my god, it's fucking Gunner from, from, I'm sorry, not NXT, from TNA. Goodness gracious. What is he doing here? He's so menacing. He's just hanging out. <laughs> just hang in yeah um, um the street profits theme it starts and it sounds almost exactly the same as lana's <laughs> fair but because it's the street profits and those dance moves are fire yes. it's better <laughs> man let me tell you the street profits as a tag team uh talk about saving a career that was on life support in uh angelo dawkins jesus yeah didn't they do that with uh when they split up fucking i don't even remember what um blake and murphy's was blake and murphy's tag team just blake and murphy yes i feel like they did the exact same thing <laughs> but the other way around they were just blake and murphy they <laughs> that's had the no worst name. tag team they had no name but yeah they they split them up and now both of them are back in fucking tag teams again um yeah well one of them's going off on his like well buddy murphy is getting a singles match yeah very true he's getting a lot more singles matches anyways uh man Montez with the with the suicide dive and screaming right beforehand was the f- so funny. It was good shit. Um, I was like, "Am I watching Chikara right now?" It was it was amazing. Uh, uh, Wesley Blake clotheslined the fuck out of. I'm pretty sure it was Montez. Yeah, it was yeah, it was Montez. And also, there's no way he didn't actually hit him. Oh no, he fucking killed him. Well, he we'll talk about choked him out, dude. That clothesline was beastly. That was insane. We'll talk about actually getting hit later on in the move. Uh, uh there was a move. Uh, I don't know what it's called, honestly. It's like a straight jacket sit out slam. It's where they both took um Montez's arms and wrapped them like around him and dropped them down. Don't didn't three used to do that? I feel like they did. I I can't remember what that move That's is called. That's a very called. 3.0 sounding move. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but I uh, I love that move. It's uh, it's very it's very cool. Uh, Marianne, what do we think of uh, of Cutler here? What do we think of him? We I had a-, a whole spiel and then I deleted it because I realized that I was wrong after I typed it. Yeah. I think he's a good replacement for Murphy because their tag team vibe and presentation makes more sense. Yeah, it's not like two really tan, like blondish, messy haired guys. At first, I had said they don't look as similar, and then I realized, no, that's a lie. They look more similar than Blake and Murphy did. Yeah, they do. Which is not a good thing. Oh, no. Um, because beforehand, I wasn't, I wasn't able to tell them apart unless one of them, unless they opened their mouths. Yes. Yes. And now, so. it's like, I mean, at, at least they have, like, a style yeah. to go with them. Not a he. He started bleeding, so good well, on you if oh, you're going to really we'll, work. We'll get to that in a second. Um, the Angelo Dawkins hot tag is very good. I was I was shocked. Yeah, the, there's what is happening? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I loved Montez fighting to get the tag as well. That was some good stuff. Uh, that spinning corner splash by Dawkins was also very good. I, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, because John John is just really, really not used to 
saying complimentary things about Angelo Dawkins yeah, it's ever. Very, very crazy. I think you see your first time doing that was like last week. Yes. You're still not used to it. Um, Montez um, fucked Cutler's shit up with that knee on the outside. He broke his nose, actually. He legit. Oh, that's why there was that much blood. Yeah, I was he... wondering. I was like, that's a lot of blood. He legit broke his nose. And then we had some masked fellows come out and steal the Street Profits cups. And it turned out to be uh, the Mighty. What's in those cups, you wonder? Is it gummy juice? Do they drink it and bounce on their butts like the gummy bears? Man, I hope so. <laughs> um, the inverted DDT with the knee drop is an interesting finish. I think I like it. I'm not completely sure. And the I, uh, I'm not sure how, how it is either. Yeah, the Forgotten Sons get the win. And yeah, there you go. I was I was too too confused with them stealing the cups and why that was even like yeah. <laughs> like, I, Okay, you steal those cups. Like, why is nobody testing what's in that shit to begin with? Very true. Uh, we had William Regal interviewing Heavy Machinery, and it was it was all right, I guess. It was awkward as hell. Yeah. What's the what, what's the one he was talking to? Like the main one, the dumb one. He was looking oh. around like he had he had literally never <laughs> been in a fully lit room before. Yes, uh, I I loved that shit. That was that was pretty. I was funny. like, what are you doing? Like, why are you looking like you're in like Dozovic, Otis. Seriously. Yeah. Oh, ridiculous. Oh, man. Anyway. It was just an awkward, it was just a very awkward segment. Uh, We had Kyrie Sane taking on Trish Adora. Uh, The belt was in the treasure chest, which was great. Um, It was a pretty short match. Nothing too crazy here. Uh, Shayna comes out and she says some things and then we start a fighting and that's pretty much the end of that. We also had a Tommaso Ciampa promo which i didn't watch because i don't i don't know it's fine uh we had lars sullivan and william regal in the in the back and we know that that well-smoked spoken man did not attack that alistair black where are the police though when are they gonna like it's very true where are the police that is a great question seriously um and how is it that the british man is the tannest one in the room i have no idea he was like tanned leather in that room oh yeah but it's William Regal so nothing there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all but I I really really like this very strange gimmick that Lars Sullivan has where it's just like I'm a big scary guy who also definitely has a lot like a much larger reading list than you do yes very very true like I I have the I have like my reading level is far like I was reading like like 12th grade literature when I was 11 Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Goddamn. I want to see him. I want dog. Can we get a segment of Lars Sullivan with slam poetry? Oh, my God. You know. Oh, God. I hope he actually man. That would that would be the fucking shits in the main roster. Lars Sullivan. Oh, God. No, <laughs> that would be so bad. <laughs> Ugh. I, I mean, sincerely his hope his name itself happen. is already really hipster. Yikes. Remember when they made Eric Rowan, like, super smart and he could solve a Rubik's Cube and made wine and all that other stuff? (laughs) Yes, and that lasted, like, three weeks. It didn't even last three weeks. Uh, Our main event of the... He got hurt again. (laughs) Yes, I think he did. Uh, Our main event of the evening was the Velveteen Dream taking on Johnny Gargano. And let me tell you, Marianne, this match was very good. It was extremely good. I... Uh, dare I say, for me at least, I think it was Velveteen's best match of the year. 
What? I actually, you know what? I would have to go back and look at the matches again, but I think I agree with you. I thoroughly there was just so much match. about this match, like just just this, him coming out. Like I put a big block of this in the notes, but everything about Velveteen Dream is perfect. Yeah. Like he has surpassed all expectations I think they ever had for him, and his performance level is off the charts. Yes, like it is. It is so seasoned for somebody that isn't a seasoned wrestler. Oh, like yeah. you see, he has he. It's especially in comparison to people who have been around and know the business like that he has the brightest future because right now where he's at right now is brighter than anything else definitely like he's he is like i can't even imagine where he'll be in like a year because he's already just so good yeah like and he just he is unique as hell he's so unique absolutely uh john boy really laying in these elbow shots to velveteen dream he's fucking just destroying him with this um we had a lot of cool things. I wrote down some some uh, some back and forths we had. We had the slingshot plancha fake. Dream runs into the ring to go for a dive of his own, but Gargano hits that slingshot spear. That was good shit. Uh, we he had loves the, those slingshot spears. I but this you know like sometimes it's like okay this one actually felt like uh, really good. Like everything that everyone was doing, yeah, it was their usual shit. But it actually felt I like I felt like fresh. it was in the right place. Yeah. And timed rightly to the right momentum yes. and stuff. Like, I, I feel like the, it was just, they work very well together. Yeah. There was that, um, that, oh my God, that somersault dive that Johnny Gargano did onto Velveteen Dream scared the shit out of me. They were I way. His tailbone was going to nail the corner of the steps. <sighs> and I would honestly rather die. Oh my God. That shit was, uh, ugh. Uh, the rolling it kick so counter. Yeah, it was very scary. The rolling kick countered into the Famouser. That was cool. I loved it. That was some good shit. I loved it so much. It was graceful and beautiful and just perfection. And even just like the way he delivers his moves when he ev- everything he does. Yeah. Is character in character. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's, it's, it's like it, it's almost like he uses his character instead of instead of taking his moves and using the moves to develop a character he does it the other way around yes like and it's it's brilliant um like he'll be like well what would my character do here not not what would look cool here and then add my character on top of it it's what would my character do here yes and that's a very interesting way to take it and it 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 shows that he he doesn't he takes everything from so many different angles and it's just like i would just love to get inside his head like he's so brilliant, absolutely, and he's so young, and I want to—I hate him for it. <laughs> uh, I'm at that age where I'm starting to hate people for being younger. Well, it sucks, John. Yeah, why didn't you warn me? I don't know. I'm sorry. Uh, we had an attempt at the purple rainmaker onto the apron, which did not work. We had the Gargano escape on the outside. Um, and <laughs> Dream gets in before the ten count. And uh, I, you know what I didn't notice? This match actually didn't have interference, but it technically did. Um, it was Johnny Gargano getting in his own way, basically, is what happened. And, My God, uh, the deepness. I know. L- little John Boy Gargano fan, when Johnny went up to him and, like, he was like, oh, man, what am I doing? I was like, oh, my God. That's me, but I don't wear red. Yeah, very true. <laughs> John, John, just... You- John vocally does not wear red. No. You're always like, I like this wrestling shirt if it didn't come in red. <laughs> like, didn't come in red. Apparently, I found out that bees don't like the color red because they can't see it. 
bees, so are you invisible if you... Like, it's a different color, and they're like, what the fuck is that? I'm not going towards that. So, uh, I'm just gonna wear red all the time now. Yeah. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. Okay, John. Uh, Gargano rolls... Credentials right now. <laughs> Gargano rolls back into the w- ring, takes a Dream Valley driver for his troubles, and it is over. I want to go to Dream Valley. My goodness, I love a good Death Valley driver. There's a, there is a, um, a company. Dream Valley sounds like a level in a video game that I really want to go to. There's a company out here called Dark Light Clothing, and they have, um. They actually have a shirt that says the best dives are suicidal and it's yes. somebody doing. Yes. So, but they have a Death Valley driver one that they had it all in and they haven't put it up on their site yet. And I'm a little upset because I want to buy I it. I want a Dream Valley driver shirt. Well, maybe, maybe you will get one at some point. I know. I know exactly what you're, t- what um, clothing group you're talking about too. But also, yeah, fuck those shitty assholes chanting Johnny Fair. How dare they? Like, That's just the most ridiculous. Well, also, we've we it is it is been said so often now. I believe we can just call it fact. Um, fuck full sale. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't think we've ever had anything nice to say about full sale. Um, but yeah, that was NXT. They did turn Becky Becky Lynch into a face, though. That is something they did do. Anyway, I feel like that would have happened eventually. Anyway. Marianne, let's get in the time machine and talk about Starcade 1996. The opening match, the main event of this card was Hulk Hogan versus the Rowdy Rowdy Piper. But we're talking about the opening match here between Ultimo Dragon and one Iceman, Dean Malenko. It is a nine belt match. It is That's for more the, belts than the years I was alive at that point. Yes, it is. A, <laughs> it is for the Super J uh, crown and the WCW Cruiserweight Champion, which is was held by Dean Malenko. Oops, spoiler alert. Yeah, whoops. Whatever. Uh, we open with uh, Bobby the Brain Heaton, Dusty Rhodes, and Tony Schiavone. Tony Schiavone. I love Dusty Rhodes. Oh, he's great. His voice is so iconically adorable. It's the best. It's Like, just so listening good. to him, and I just get the warm fuzzies, and I'm just like, you have the cutest voice. Um... Oh, we had uh, Sonny Ono sporting a New Japan Pro Wrestling shirt. Sonny Bono. Yep. <laughs> uh, look, um, look at all them belts, Marianne. I got nine belts. <laughs> yes. Look at my belts. Nine, not one belt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm. I was just very fucking hyped for this match as soon as uh, the Iceman made his way to the ring. I was so excited, and it wasn't even it wasn't even because you have hyped up Dean Malenko so much for me. I'm just so fucking down for Dean Malenko. Yes. Like, his cool name has nothing to do with it. He's just cool with his Iceman swag and no pun intended. And that fucking ring jacket was he's legit. He's just so cool. <laughs> like, abs- he's so cool without even trying to be cool. And God damn it. Who was it? I feel like there was a cruiserweight wrestler... Who they did something on Twitter, and I remember sending it to you and going, "This person's favorite wrestler is Dean Malenko." I feel like it was TJP. Yes, I believe it was. Yeah, and you were like, "Good!" Like, hell yeah, Dean Malenko was so cool. Uh, we had the like, fuck you, Ben Kissel. He's not boring. <laughs> we had we had the <laughs> professor Mike Tanay come out to uh, you know add to the commentary because three people's not enough. Um, I actually didn't mind it. No, I didn't either. I'm just saying that's a lot. Which is, normally I would have, 
but I didn't for some reason. It wasn't it wasn't a bunch of it didn't turn into four people trying to shout over each other. Yes, absolutely. Which is what it usually turns into. Oh, definitely. Every every freaking time. Uh we had tucked in shirt of Palooza. I can't wait to quote that back at you when that style comes back in. Oh man, that's gonna be crazy when that comes back in the style. <laughs> Watch tomorrow. <laughs> oh god, I hope not. There is li- there was literally an entire row of white guys in NWO shirts and baseball hats. Oh yeah, they looked like a computer generated crowd. <laughs> <laughs> like plus that one kid sitting on the aisle dressed like. Oh Steve. my god, and he didn't move at all. <laughs> that was good and shit. I, I tried multiple times, but I was trying. I was like, I have to finish watching this. I can't keep getting distracted by Sting Kid. I wanted to do a shot of watching that match with the Super Zoom on Instagram and just do the TV show Super Zoom onto Sting Kid. Oh, goodness. <laughs> because that's all I could see. He wasn't moving at all. <laughs> it was like all generic chubby white guys and Sting Kid. Like, it's great. Yeah, look at all the white people in the crowd. Oh my it's, god. It's frightening. It was so frightening. And then the USA chance later reminded you, we're in Nashville, that makes sense. Yeah. <sighs> Marion, you have some words about a snap suplex? Yeah, there was a snap suplex, and I realized I get really excited over those like a well delivered snap suplex. Yeah, man. And I don't know why. I'm just like, ah, momentum picked up every time there's a snap suplex. Like if something's getting really boring and you just do a snap suplex, I'll wake up. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, I don't. I don't know how. Why that's a thing. It's. It's just like it's quick and loud and just it'll it'll break me out of my trance. Like, it, mind you, you could. It won't work if you're Tony Nice. Very true, um, Marianne. What did you think of uh, the Ultimo Dragon in his prime here? And have you ever seen Dean Malenko wrestle before? No, I was waiting for you to tell me to what Dean Malenko match to watch yeah. because you talk because you love Dean Malenko I so do. much, and I was like, I can't watch him. I'm not going to watch a Dean Malenko match until John tells me specifically which match. Well, I should there you watch. go, and that's why I was so excited last week. So, what do you think? What do you think of? Let's go with uh, Dean Malenko first. Well, I already, I he correct me if I'm wrong, and you will. Um, did he make normal looking guy a cool look? <laughs> yeah i think so like normal looking badass guy because i feel like that's all the rage now except you can't have a whole team of dean malenko's because then you would become the the undisputed uh, era, undisputed era. Yes. there you go <laughs> um but i really enjoyed that match a lot i feel like they blended really well together yeah it wasn't too forced on either side um, it came out very naturally, and it wasn't. There wasn't. A, there wasn't a lot of like. I hate showboating, uh, right? Which is weird because I do mention later that Dean Malenko has an air about him that's kind of showboaty. Yeah, he could get showboaty from time to time, but when he it's a low key showboaty. Yes. Almost, it's not like I'm going to be like average and then do something really cool and then be a showboat. I'll be like low key showboat because I'm good all the way across the board. He's very TJP. Yes. Yes. So indeed. and it, it, it's like he doesn't really have to do anything to showboat because it's like, oh, that was really good. He's showboating and he's not really showboating. He's just good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I yes. feel like that's just the way it was delivered. I I just really enjoyed that match. And also, like, us talking about having too many people on commentary, I actually really liked the commentary. Yeah. The, it might just be it might just be a Dusty Rhodes kind of, like, he, I'm just here to ease the tension. 
That's kind of strong. Person. I love when they mentioned that the Ultimo Dragon doesn't mean ultimate. It means the final dragon. And Dusty Rhodes was like, that's strong, baby. <laughs> that's strong. I was like, oh, I my God. Go, I want to go watch all videos of Dean Ambrose doing Dusty Rhodes voice now. Yeah. Um, oh my god! I I mean, also just the 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 little comments by dying. They already dead. This isn't <laughs> funny anymore. <laughs> just the little comments from Bobby the Brain Heat, and uh, you got to hook the trunks, and everyone's like, "What are you talking about?" When they, didn't they talk about like a three quarter, um, a three quarter crab or something yes. like that? And he was like, "That doesn't make any sense." And yes. they went off in this whole tangent of they were like, it "Just." It was fun. I loved the WCW commentary team. It wasn't. It wasn't. They weren't like shouting over each other, no, which I really no, no, like. No, no. When you start, when they start to do that, that's when you you get like, shut up. I'm trying to watch a match. Absolutely. Type thing. Uh, I loved the fake out moonsault into the suicide dive headbutt from Ultimo Dragon. Um, that that snap- was a short ass dive. Oh yeah, it was. Um, it was scary. I love the the orig- well not the originator, but one of the first people to do the snap power slam that uh, one Randall Orton does all the time. Dean Malenko. The snap power slam, and also you kind of see a weird. Well, yeah, Randy Orton is just like I'm going to hug you so hard I knock you over. Yes, um, I'm so excited to see you, kind of thing. Marianne, let's talk about this fucking jumping tombstone pile driver that the crowd just loses their fucking mind for. I screamed. That was, was insane. Was that jump even necessary? <laughs> I feel like it was added in there, just kind of like a you know, like skip hop and a jump kind of thing. And also, that was such a safe pile driver too. Uh, was, I think the jump is mainly so he can, so he make can, it safer. yeah, make it safer and kind of tuck him in a little bit. Oh, that was good shit. Uh, love so those good. Dean. Or, oops, not Dean Ambrose. My goodness, love those Dean Malenko double underhook power bombs. Good shit. And then he lateral, he went to a lateral press, but he, like, rolled over him. Yeah. And it, it was, like, he, like, and that's what I'm talking about when I mean, like, low-key kind of showboat. It was, like, mm-hmm. look at this really cool move I'm going to do, and then I'm just going to oh-so-naturally yeah. lateral press um, kind of thing. Man, the, the ref started counting them down real fast as soon as they, I wonder if they were pressed for time, and he was just trying to move it along a little bit. It didn't seem like it was going that long. Yeah, it didn't go, I think it was, like, a 20-minute match, honestly. I don't even um, think it was twenty minutes. Sonny Ono gets involved when we get the Texas Cloverleaf. Uh, there man, was an acai that, moonsault. Oh goodness, yes, that acai moonsault. I forgot about that. Uh, man, that roll up after Sonny Ono interference was oof. What? Very. Is, close. Has anybody on Twitter named acai moonsault? But acai is spelled like the berry. Uh, I don't know. You should find out. <laughs> it, it, how's the berry? The berry is spelled like A Q. No. A C A S. It's A C A I. Yeah, A C A I. Yeah, it's the same thing, but with the C. Twi- I'll, I'll see. Yeah, it is. No one is yeah. named Asai Moonsault. Somebody needs to be. If I wasn't so worried about my Twitter brand, I would change it. No, but then we'd both be Moonsault. So <laughs> forget that. Fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> anyway, um, what a brainbuster by Dean Malenko here as well. But um, a very abrupt ending with the double underhook suplex from the Ultimo Dragon to get the win and get ten million belts at once, dude. And he was drooling green or blue or whatever it was the whole time. Oh yeah, that's some dedication. It was a good match. I really enjoyed it. Yes. So. Our next week, our match. Oh, goodness. Goodness gracious. I said, you know what? I want to watch a Jake the Snake Roberts match. 
And uh, we're going back to 1986, uh, around Thanksgiving time, and we're going to Saturday night's main event. We're going to watch the Macho Man, Randy Savage, taking on Jake the Snake Roberts. Man, I wish I had memories of that, but I wasn't even alive. I didn't even know what wrestling was at that point. So there you go. Okay, so I guess we're kind of even then. Yeah. Um, news item. Uh, Courtney Rose will be joining me for weekly, hopefully, recap of the May Young Classic 2. Uh, it has started. I have not watched it. Meaning that you will actually have to watch it this time because you didn't before. Yeah, I didn't watch it last year. Well, I watched some of it, but not all of it. But anyway, we got two questions, Marianne. Let's make this quick because I haven't eaten dinner yet. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm hungry. Oh, John. Let's talk about... Somebody asked us about our, our top five factions of all time, and uh, let's. Uh, the reason someone asked us this is the WWE put out this fucking horrible bullshit top it was, ten... It had to have been like they wanted to piss people off. Top ten factions of all time. Uh, let's, let's go down the list, shall we? It, it started off being wrong already at number ten. So number ten is the Undisputed Era, which is already fucking wrong. So let's just continue here, shall we? Here, here. Uh, number nine is the Freebirds. Uh, number eight is Nexus. Number seven is the Heart Foundation. Uh, number six is the New Day. Number five is Evolution. Uh, number four is the NWO. Number three is DX. Number two is the Four Horsemen. And number one is the Shield. Um, there's a lot of things wrong with this, Marianne. There's everything wrong with that list. Um, I'll, I, I'm going to tell you right now. Here are the things that are wrong with it. The Shield is at number one. Is Wrong. Is very wrong for number The Shield's great. No, yeah, but... no they're, they're fantastic. Uh, all former world champions, one current world champion. They hold a bunch of titles. They're very dominant, yes. But uh, goodness gracious. Um, the Nexus, I could see I, that. I feel like they did this list to incorporate like newer fans in as well. And they would want to put, like, yeah. if they didn't put the shield at number one, then people, then like dipshit, the dipshit fans that everyone hates would be pissed. Uh, the Freebirds are only on there probably because Michael P.S. Hayes would have fucking complained if they weren't. Uh, and uh, Undisputed Era, just get the fuck off this off fucking of planet. List. You're out of your fucking mind. Number <laughs> 10. Jesus Christ. You haven't even been around long enough. That is just fucking infuriating. Have they even been around for 10 months? No. Uh, exactly. Maybe. Uh, they might have been. I don't Yo, know. Shut No. All right. Let's go over my list. My list is uh, a tad different. Yeah. And uh, I just, I was going to, it's like, let's uh, top 10 wrestling factions of all time. Well, it's like, I, well, is that everywhere or so what I did is I limited it to properties that are owned by world wrestling entertainment. Cause I, I was just like, I think that's a good place to, to stay put right now. Uh, I have number 10 is the triple threat, which is uh, an ECW faction that w consisted at, it consisted of, of a different couple of members but uh for the most part it was bam bam bigelow chris candido and the franchise shane douglas um other incarnations of this i believe the actual original um triple threat was shane douglas chris benoit and dean malenko yes that was the original original group but the second one was the more uh is the more famous one, which is the one that I 
I enjoyed. Were they real triple threats, though? Oh, uh, yeah. I thought so. They were very dominant. They're a dominant group. They're... I look at Triple Threat and then I just think of it in terms of theater. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And yes. then I'm like, oh ho, but have you met a quadruple threat? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> they held, let's see, they, they held every ECW title that they possibly could multiple times. So there you go. That's all I got to say about that. Number nine is the Nation of Domination, which, holy shit, how is that not on the fucking WWE list? That shit makes absolutely no sense. You basically kickstarted the career of one of the greatest entertainers of our time, The Rock. And it was, I thought they were pretty fucking cool. They had great music. They had fucking, um, oh my goodness. They had dudes rapping their theme song. It was Wolfie D and, uh, oh fuck, somebody else. I can't remember his name. Oh, I'm sorry, other guy. It was good, <laughs> it was good shit. And then you had like, they ended up breaking up into different groups, uh, and they had like a gang war. It was fun. It was good shit. But I mean, if if anything else, I am a huge D'Lo Brown fan. So fuck yeah, D'Lo Brown. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, number eight is the New Day. I mean, look, the New Day, uh, longest reigning tag team champions. Uh, li- everyone thought they were going to be terrible, and now they're the most fucking over thing ever and they're great so that's why i have them there uh number seven i have the shield might be a little low but uh give them let's say in two or three more years i'll move them up to the top five how about that yes i'm okay with that how about that uh number six surprisingly um is the ministry of darkness slash the corporate ministry slash the corporation Look, I know. I picked the stable that had The Undertaker as its leader. Um, but let me tell you, uh, as much as I dislike The Undertaker, man, the the Ministry of Darkness was fucking sweet. Basically, what happened is... Um, the the What did they do? It was basically they, they blurred the line where The Undertaker... Um, Mark Callis literally thought he was The Undertaker. Um and he had become like a crazy person, and it. it he now, hit. now let's make him literally think he should retire. You know that would be great. But he he had a cult. He basically had a cult, and he um, would kidnap people and put bring them under his spell, and it was pretty fucking cool. That's is where that the, not the Wyatt family? Basically, yeah. Um, he he had the acolytes were his uh, first two members with Paul Bear. They kidnapped. Uh, Midian and turned him into a crazy person. It also had Viscera and the Brood. It was fun. I liked it. It was pretty cool. And then you had the the corporation who was basically, I mean, who it was Triple H. It was Big Boss Man. It was um, uh, China. It was Vincent Vincent Shane and uh, you know everybody else. And then they ended up teaming up to become the corporate ministry. So it was just like the super group. That was just basically unstoppable. And they basically... So, like, real-time big religion. Yes, basically. That's scary. Yeah, so, I mean, the 90s were fun. Um, (laughs) Number five is the Heart Foundation. Uh, I don't really think I need to say anything more. Heart Foundation was fucking cool. Uh, Number four for me, it might be a little high, but I fucking love Paul Heyman. We know that. And I also fucking love old-school fucking nwa wcw 
So, of course, I was going to put the Dangerous Alliance on here. Why wouldn't I have the Dangerous Alliance on here? It's so good. I mean, you have you have a younger Steve Austin. You have Rick Rude, who, uh, I, dare I say, for me personally, I liked WCW Rick Rude more than I liked WWF Rick Rude. I know it's a, a strange stance to take, but, man, I, I fucking loved it. It was good shit. You had Arn Anderson, Bobby Eaton, Larry Zabisco. Uh, Michael P.S. Hayes was there as well, and you had Medusa as well. It was a very cool group. I, I liked it. It was good stuff. Number three for me is Degeneration X. Pick your pick which one. Doesn't matter. Um, good shit all around. It, they took two guys who are basically doing nothing in the Road Dog and... Billy Gunn. Well, they were kind of doing New Age Outlaws. They were doing New Age Outlaws a little bit before this, but as soon as they teamed up and formed the newer version of DX, man, they hit the ground running. Road Dog is Chuck Taylor's favorite wrestler. <laughs> uh, number two is the New World it makes Order. Makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, number two is the New World Order. They changed everything. Forget what they became. That shit was the hottest angle. And the hottest thing going, uh, Hulk Hogan turns heel for the first time in like 20 years. Come on. That's some good shit. And it was great at the beginning. Do you, feel like, do you feel like if you did this list without just being the WWE, do you think the Bullet Club would be up there? Yeah, Bullet Club would be on there. Um, Bullet Club would be everyone's on like everyone's like every Mark's fucking list is number one. I don't know. They're not the best. Uh, I mean, they they would probably be number two or three for me, maybe. Uh, number one is Four Horsemen. As I said, huge WCW NWA mark. Uh, love Barry Windham. Love Arn Anderson. Love uh, Ric Flair. So, I mean, and I loved all of their feuds with, I mean, Sting and Luger. Even though Luger ended up being in uh, the Four Horsemen. I mean, I loved it. It was good stuff. That's all I have to say. Oh, and Dusty Rhodes. Jesus Christ. You can't forget about Dusty Rhodes feuds. What the hell? All right. There you go. That's all I got. (laughs) Um, What else? Calvin says... um, Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Do you have something? Oh, no. I was going to say go ahead and add to that because, I mean, I don't have... Both of these questions are geared more towards you. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, do you think Calvin asks... Calvin also asked me about the the list, so those are both, both him. Um... Do you think All In changed the game in terms of how shows will be booked? Do I think it will change? No, I do not. It was successful as fuck. It was very successful. Oh, my goodness. It was a very enjoyable show. I don't think it will change uh, anything, really, honestly and truly. I don't think... I don't know what it would change because, like, a, a lot of people don't have the pull or... Maybe the drive that those three dudes had. So it's kind of like, I don't... Or the money. Or the money, yeah. So I don't really think, like... I mean, I think it it, it, it could. Maybe ROH would be like, look. Look at these three dudes. They, they did it with barely any promotion. And we've but, got I mean, this. They themselves are just giant walk, like, billboards. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it could possibly change, but I don't really think it will. Given the fact that a lot of in- indie promotions just don't have the money, yeah, I and mean they ha- they they are just like so completely disgustingly successful. Oh yeah, 
like that it's it's they could they could do it and they could make the sacrifice of whether or not it would succeed or whether it would fail yeah definitely. like they they could do it but a lot of other people can't afford to do that yeah like literally and figuratively yeah all right so next week uh we are going to watch that jake the snake roberts macho man match from saturday night's main event uh when are you coming down here um at third no wednesday night oh you're coming down wednesday night so we might have to record tuesday we'll figure it out anyway we'll we, we won't figure that out until we're off air or something anyway so uh we're, we'll talk bola we're t- we'll talk that classic match but until then you can like us on facebook and follow us on twitter just search tornado tag radio you can follow me on Twitter at Sailor Moonsault, and you can follow John on Twitter at JP Thrice. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Search Tornado Tag Radio, rate and review us as well, please, so we know how we're doing. Yes, please. And head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our Tornado Tag Radio shirts. Hopefully, sooner than later, we will have uh, some new designs for you to pick up over there. But also, you can head on over to patreon.com slash notlg and support ttr and all of the other podcasts on notlg.com huge shout out to oh boy who donates to us chris i think calvin does uh i'm just gonna shout out dan because he's always cool and he sends me matches to watch and uh he's just a good we're gonna see chris next week yeah we are gonna see chris next week i am very excited for that um if you donate to us, thank you. We appreciate it. So there's only one thing left to do. So, Marianne, if you will... Ring the bell, baby. This has been a Night of the Living Geeks production. For more information and content, visit notlg.com.